0: Chapter Four of the Young Pretenders by Edith Henrietta Fowler. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Four Nursery Life. It was very different playing in the London nursery, far away up so many stairs, and shut in even from the interests of the landing by a little wooden gate that Teddy could not open, much less Bab's, to having the big old house and glorious garden at Cloverdale all to themselves. There were no delightful corners in this stiff, straight room wherein the children could crouch and bump their heads and enjoy themselves in a hundred enchanting imaginary ways no beautiful cupboards in which to hide nor sofa arms to ride upon as there were in the dear old nursery at home but the children accepted the existing as the inevitable in which they were wiser than some of their elders and made the best of their new cramped quarters if there isn't room enough for hare and hounds there is for giving a party said babs brightly "'Will you give one, or shall I, Teddy?' "'I will,' answered Teddy. "'Only we must ask Nana for things to eat.' "'You might live in the night nursery,' suggested Babs, "'and then I could come to the party quite proper.' "'And you wouldn't know what there was to eat till you arrived,' said Teddy. "'That's like a real party.' "'It's a bit dull for me while you is getting it ready,' complained Babs. "'Couldn't I pretend I was your cook, just till it was ready for the party to arrive?' would you forget you knew and be very surprised asked teddy doubtfully oh i would i promise pleaded babs so she was allowed to assist in the preparation of the great feast the pity of it was that they could not go down into the kitchen here as they would have done at cloverdale to coax really splendid eatables such as a handful of currants and a piece of candied peel out of the good-natured old cook they had to be content with what nana would give them but it was a lovely feast all the same in spite of rather a scarceness of provisions it was laid out in a little dinner set belonging to bab's instead of the usual tea set because as teddy said the things we've got to eat are more dinnery than tea-ish two glass decanters were filled with water tinged pink by the introduction of a little tooth-powder of which the mixture bab's was very proud it makes a splendid wine she screamed clapping her hands two cough lozenges made a show at one end of the table and a piece of licorice cut up with the scissors out of nana's work basket at the other a dish of brown sugar well moistened with warm water made an attractive sweet but the crowning glory of the feast was a pile of camphor pills borrowed from nana on the understanding that neither of the children would eat them babs could not resist just touching one with her tongue put it very quickly dried again and nana never knew good morning captain teddy said the little visitor pleasantly on her admission she looked quite gorgeous in a nightcap of Nana's and an antimacassar over her shoulders good morning mrs Babs," solemnly replied teddy who had a black corked moustache and whiskers how do you do and how are your children continued the lady vivaciously quite well thank you ma'am and how are yours teddy was never so good at originating conversation as Babs. one of them is dead answered the visitor cheerfully her head came off this morning when i dropped her i have brought my best daughter with me you see and she displayed with pride her last new doll take a seat said teddy in a gruff voice Bab sat down at the table which was not a table at all but the lower half of her high chair which unscrewed in the middle and the feast began the cough lozenges taste of having a cold i don't like them said babs forgetting her party manners it is very rude to say so observed teddy looking rather cross oh i beg your pardon exclaimed babs who never wished to vex her brother she would have said i sorry if she had not been mrs babs out at a party teddy was carving the licorice and did not reply you ought to say granted like mrs forrester used said the little girl it's manners the visitor oughtn't to tell the gentleman that's giving the party what to say argued teddy babs hastily changed the subject dear captain teddy she said in a funny grave voice might i trouble you for another help of that delicious sugar slop peace was instantly restored and the feast finished without another hitch the tooth-powder wine is a little bitter teddy observed on his own account but he drained the last drop manfully the london nursery did quite nicely too for playing rabbits in we was always wild rabbits at Cloverdale but we can be tame ones here like our own ones in the pen at home, suggested Babs, and so pretending to be rabbits would not have been spoiled at all if Nana had not mentioned the fact that Babs' black silk stockings would wear out at the knees, and then Aunt Eleanor was very cross and forbade any more creeping on hands and knees. That was a dire disappointment to Babs, because creeping was so much nicer and more interesting than just dull walking properly. To make up, Kind Nana sometimes let them play rabbits at night in bed, where they could creep and burrow, and it was altogether delightful. But the chief game which the children played in London was that of the toy people. They could not continue the stoner romance at all well in such a small room, and besides the stoners had stayed at Cloverdale. So they turned their pretending life into that of the toy people, who lived, for the most part, in brick houses built on the Ottoman, and had themselves all originally sprung from sundry Noah's arcs there were four great families of them the reds the yellows the browns and the blues and each family consisted of a big mr and mrs who were the grandparents a little mr and mrs who were the parents and such children as the remainder of the noah's ark supplied of course the families were not at all intact for instance big mrs yellow had found an early grave down a grating in the cloverdale garden from which there was no possibility of rescue and little mrs brown had met with a violent death in the jaws of don the retriever a very awkward thing too had happened to one of the young yellows babs dropped him by mistake into the bath and when the water was wiped off him the yellow came off too so he became an outcast from his family and took a situation as white the footman in a distinguished family called violet which belonged to teddy not of noah's ark origin were these but out of a most aristocratic toy-box the violets had figures and features of their own and were consequently called lord and lady by the admiring children it was rather a sore point with babs that teddy insisted on doing for the violets and entirely it seemed so cheerless to the little girl to be thus shut out of their stately home occasionally the original families were broken up and a coalition household formed but the most popular game was in the varied fortunes of the four families themselves bab's favourite person was a dear grown-up daughter of the yellows aged sixteen and the child loved that thin bit of painted wood called annie yellow with a love that her mother was hungry for away in india on weekdays, the toy children all attended a school kept by big mr brown and on sundays teddy built a beautiful church and bab's had splendid fun making dicky blue behave badly or laying little mrs red low with a sudden and dangerous complaint called the rheumatic sterics one day a terrible thing happened when the children were putting away the toy people jane red was missing high and low they searched but in vain i can't sleep for thinking of poor jane said babs after she had been in bed about three minutes never mind dearie said nana soothingly we'll find her to-morrow all right so bab's sleepless night of anxiety came to an end before nana went to her supper though the little girl's first thought in the morning was for the missing toy maiden and sad to relate the nursery in sweeping had found the unhappy jane under the ottoman with her head severed from her body she's quite dead said bab sadly we must have a funeral then suggested teddy and this exciting idea instantly raised bab's spirits the coal-box was selected as a suitable tomb and thither the defunct jane was solemnly borne wrapped up in a bit of newspaper as an appropriate dirge teddy sang rosalie the prairie flower bab's joining in where she knew the words when the excitement of the obsequies had abated teddy still further rejoiced bab's soul by intimating that the red family must go into mourning and after a little coaxing nurse lent them a pen and ink with which they proceeded to make a black girdle round all the principal reds and their collaterals i'm glad jane was killed announced heartless Teddy, the pen and ink proved so enthralling. "'Oh, Teddy!' exclaimed Babs reproachfully. "'How can you?' "'But still, now she is dead. All this busyness keeps us from fretting. But I'm afraid Alice Blue will miss her very bad.' "'They always were friends, I know,' said Teddy solemnly. "'Perhaps Alice might have mourning, too,' suggested Babs brightly when the reds were all dry.' that was a very happy thought and teddy delighted his little sister's soul by allowing her to do alice all by herself which resulted in a few blots and stains on frock and hands but an amount of bliss which far outweighed such trifles i think it ud be nice for the reds to have another child to make up for poor jane observed babs regarding the stricken family on the table and i've got a thought teddy what is it asked her brother you know white the violet's footman mightn't we dip him in the red ink what's in the library and make him a new son for little mr and mrs red do you think uncle charlie would let us aunt eleanor wouldn't but uncle charlie might if we asked him as a great treat anyhow we can try said teddy and hand in hand the solemn little couple trotted down the long staircase and gently knocked at the library door uncle charlie was yawning just then he had finished smoking at least as much as he ever finished and his letters were written, and there were no books to read, that is, no yellowbacks, which were Uncle Charlie's idea of books. And it was raining. And there was a whole hour to get through before he went down to the club. He was just wondering whatever he could do to amuse himself when the children's rap attracted his attention. It was a most propitious moment for Teddy and Babs. What do you want, youngsters? Uncle Charlie asked, smiling. Oh, please, they began in one breath and then babs finished might we dip the footman in your red ink uncle charlie looked amused what do you mean he asked it's like this continued babs earnestly and their funny sober faces made uncle charlie laugh the reds have lost their daughter jane what died under the ottoman in the night and we think a new grown-up sound would cheer them up poor things yes poor things chimed in teddy i'll tell the rest so we want you please to let us dip white the violet's footman in your red ink do let us yes do dear uncle pleaded babs and then he'll make a very nice young red all right said uncle charlie only perhaps i'd better dip him oh yes screamed the children how kind you are i like you very much exclaimed babs dancing about in her excitement so the little white wooden man was made a bright red and uncle charlie delighted the children still further by inking him a nose mouth and eyes shall i give him a mustache he asked i don't think sons ever have mustaches said babs doubtfully only uncles and fathers he's quite the handsomest of all the toy people now observed teddy looking admiringly at his uncle's handiwork he's the only one with a mouth piped in Babs. "'Oh, thank you so much, dear Uncle.' "'Yes, thanks awfully,' said Teddy. And then, as Uncle Charlie had nothing else to do, he played with the children for a little, and made them a paper boat out of a sheet of writing paper and a tiny cocked hat. "'You's awful clever,' said his little niece admiringly. "'I don't think there's another man in London which is so clever and so kind.' Uncle Charlie was quite pleased with their devotion, i'm glad we make the children so happy he thought to himself i must tell ned about them when i write it will please him and barbara the next time there was a catastrophe among the toy people and barry brown's hat was licked white by the dog of course the children knew where to go to have it set right uncle charlie will do it for us said teddy confidently oh yes agreed babs he will be sure to do it i'm glad we've got an uncle what is so kind it makes there always a help for things we will go now and get it done said teddy and he and his little sister tore downstairs and hardly waited for an answer to their rap before they rushed into the library we've brought Mary, began babs but then she saw that uncle charlie who was leaning back in a chair was scowling dreadfully now then you youngsters clear out of here and look sharp about it he said angrily what's the matter gasped the little girl do you hear what I say? How dare you stand there staring when I have told you to go? Be off at once and don't come bothering down here again. The children rushed upstairs in a panic. They could not know that some very persistent tradesman had insisted on immediate payment of their bills, and Uncle Charlie had ordered them out of the house in a fury, being ready to vent his superfluous anger on the first objects that turned up, which unfortunately were poor little Babs and Teddy. What was we naughty about? "'asked Babs breathlessly. "'I expect it was going downstairs without being sent for,' "'Teddy thought. "'But we went the other day, and Uncle Charlie wasn't a bit angry.' "'That does make it puzzling,' answered Teddy doubtfully. "'If it had been Aunt Eleanor, I shouldn't have been prized,' said Babs sadly. "'But Uncle Charlie, what used to be so kind?' "'He isn't kind now,' observed Teddy. Don't you think he ever will be again? He may grown-ups often change, you know. I hopes Uncle Charlie will, but I should be too frightened to go down again to see and I should do you think Mother and Father in ninja will be at all like Uncle Charlie and Aunt Eleanor? Asked Babs a little anxiously. I expect so, said Teddy gloomily. I don't think I likes fathers and mothers and uncles and aunts. Whimpered Babs. It was much nicer in the country with just Giles and all the lambs and chickens and things. I'se tired of London. Poor little people. It was so easy to make the sun shine in the nursery, and cross, selfish Uncle Charlie had hidden it all away with this ugly thunder cloud, and then he went down to the club and forgot all about it. End of chapter Four